0: I forgot my microphone, so I have to speak at a certain length. And welcome. I don't need to keep saying what this show is. I mean, I've been doing this for five years. It's fun. It's, it's taxing. No, I'm just kidding. It's just a podcast. I mean, I don't, I don't do it like my friends do it. Like Jason Almi and Chris Wetsky and Adam Simmons, the way they do it is studio equipment and microphone and... No, (laughs) I remember one time I had to record uh, a voiceover at work and it was like a, I think it was a disaster drill or something and I had to record it and I couldn't, and I had to emphasize a lot and I I felt like the King's speech where he's giving that speech and I'm using my hands and I'm reading the text on the tablet and the gentleman, shout out Chris, how you doing? Um had me do it and then he could tell like when i was getting tired when i would read so i wouldn't have lunch and i remember he came back when we recorded and he says what did you have for lunch and i said i think i had a chicken tarragon salad and then over time i would you know just deliver the words and all that and i'm bringing this up because i don't like i don't like all that equipment it makes me it makes me uh It intimidates me. Well, a lot of things intimidate me, but that in particular, the microphone, I didn't have to wear headphones, thankfully, because I don't like listening to my own voice. It's like, oh, geez, that's the one I got. (laughs) So when I do this, it's bare bones. I'm speaking into the microphone or the phone microphone at the Dr. Zeus phone podcast. God, why did I do this shit? (laughs) Why? Well, I know why, because it was it was a really great form of therapy. Because as an educator, it's like when when you're an early education person and then you gotta, you know, change diapers. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, um, and then and then the other teachers didn't like me because I was a male, and so they're like, oh, you're a man, you can't nurture. And I'm thinking, <laughs> but the the kids liked me because. Sadly, a lot of them didn't have fathers. So then it's like, okay, we bring this man into the fold, and you know he knows all these songs, and he knows how to draw sharks. This is this is before Baby Yoda. Now I draw Baby Yoda in K through eight, and they just well, mostly probably K through five, and they and they lose it, and it's funny to watch. Like, oh my god! But then if it's not perfect, they tell you. Um, so yeah, the equipment and everything. Oh, back to the voiceover. This is, this is how... Uh, uh, one morning I wake up and I'm getting ready. And my brother was there to pick up the kids. And he's talking with my mother. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? He says, um... You know, I was listening to this... Um... This disaster thing. And I'm like, uh-huh. And I, and I hear this voice. And I'm like, it sounds very familiar. I know that voice. Did you do a voiceover? I said, Yeah, I did. He says, You, you know, you could make money doing that. I said, Well, I did it for free. I did it on company time. And he's like, Yeah, but you could do it. Oh, just, oh yeah, really? You could get me an audition. That's what I said. Um, Cause yeah, he says, I, I wanted to do cartoon voices, especially when my niece and nephew were really little, and you know, I'd make them laugh and all that other stuff. Uh, it's very weird realizing that I'm not gonna do this daily like I usually do because it is is—it's a form of therapy. So then I have to find another form of therapy which I've gotten back into. Um, I didn't go to the gym today because it was just like my energy was and I almost tripped over something. And I'm outside and I'm doing this. And it was it was interesting. It's interesting when the older grades, it's kind of scary because my thing is I don't want them to fight. I don't want them to ridicule one another bully and then me me i'm i'm fair game come on come on they'll they'll say some pretty fucked up shit to me and i'm like whatever this doesn't bother you and i'm like no because i just get in my car and go um so <laughs> there were a couple of moments I was like and then they're saying to me you know we you're our favorite and i'm like why am i your favorite well, because you're fun and I said, yeah, because I give you freedom Yeah, that, I said, But well, you still have to do the work Yeah, but you didn't bring Takis I said, because the 8th grade got it first <laughs> So, yeah And, um, you know Sometimes I gotta be careful One of them was talking to me And he taps my jacket Like, I think he was giving me, like, a fist bump He said, whoa, teacher, what you got in there And I pulled out this, I have a black obsidian skull That I carry in my jacket Near my heart to protect me, <laughs> not just from them, <laughs> and um, the jig is up. So they're looking at the skull. Like, like, what's that in the in the middle of the head? And I said, it's a labradorite skull. Oh, it's so beautiful. I see. Yeah, it's, I think it's called like a a stone of heaven or something like. I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, I have no films to talk about. I have no music. Well, do I have music to talk about? Oh well. <laughs> It just, it just, it's just—it it been a long day It just flipped my mind The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Or as some of us call it The Rock and Roll Hall of Shame Yeah, because not everybody gets in Soundgarden didn't get in They'll get their time though, I hope um, But it's, it's bittersweet Because Chris Cornell has been gone This month For six years Oh god Yep I was such a I, I've talked about it on here before. Soundgarden was the first rock band I ever loved as a teenager. The first time I heard Black Hole Sun and then the day I tried to live. <laughs> oh geez, that apply. I could apply that to being a teenager because I would listen to that over and over and over. Whew. I talk about jumping hoops and um Who got it in? Okay, I'll name them because I love I love this is a good list. You got Missy Elliott. Come on, beep beep. Who got the keys to the sheep? <laughs> You've got George Michael. Uh, what was my favorite George Michael song? I think Father Figure, because such a beautiful song. Because he's obviously talking about something else. <laughs> you know, you kind of pick up on that. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Kate Bush running up that hill. Rage Against the Machine. I I love them. I'm mad at them still because they canceled that fucking tour and I got a refund and I didn't want the refund. I wanted the tour. I'd never seen them before. Um, but that's great. That's great. And then you've got, who else is going in? Willie Nelson. I knew Willie was going to get it. Willie is 90 fucking years old. You're not going to put Willie Nelson in, you know, he's on the road again. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> um, who else is going in? <sighs> Cheryl Crow, I love Cheryl Crow, come on The Spinners The Spinners I like Rubber Band, man That's, my nephew likes that song Everyone does because, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy What was my favorite? I mean, there's I'll, I'll be around My favorite Spinners song Because I had heard it back in the day <laughs> Um, was No, I don't want to sing it, no I like the song, it's a beautiful song if you, if you can guess the song that I'm talking about, um, <laughs> you get a prize, uh, the Spinner song. It's probably their biggest, but besides Rubber Band Man and besides I Get Around, think of do 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 do, do that's all I'm going to do. I don't want to say. It's a good song. It's a good, I like, I like to have you all guess what song it is. I'm trying to think who else is getting in, um... Uh, Shaka Khan. Oh, Link Ray. Now, if you don't know who Link Ray is, um, probably one of the most famous guitar. It's an instrumental, one of the most famous guitar licks. I I wish I could play it so much so that Jimmy Page heard that and Jimmy Page tried to emulate that. That was Jimmy Page's cornerstone. That was his center. As a guitarist, as a budding session musician, I love Jimmy Page. Here's the thing with rock and roll. Yes, Clapton gets all the credit. Clapton and Hendrix and, and Townsend. I was telling my cousin one time, my cousin's a guitar player. But I said, yeah, but what about Jimmy Page? Because Jimmy Page wouldn't boast about his guitar. You knew Jimmy Page was the shit. You just knew. Yes, Stairway to Heaven, Stairway to Heaven But for me And yes, uh, a whole lot of love You know And then um, What is it, uh, When the Levee Breaks But for me To really (laughs) Pull open, crack open Why Jimmy Page is the shit Is Kashmir Because to watch him Talk to Jack White Of the White Stripes and and the edge of u two, and show them how he came up with uh, Kashmir, that crescendo and the da da and the you know, oh my God, that guitar riff, for me and everyone, <laughs> even even Robert Plant. Robert Plant was like, well, you know, everyone always talks about Stairway to Heaven, but I always preferred Kashmir. I always preferred Kashmir as well. Because there's, there's a mystery, and there's an intrigue, and there, there's this esotericism within Kashmir. You know, we're—Stairway <laughs> to Heaven, I, I think we've all heard Stairway to Heaven. Not, not to say that it's been—well, it's been overplayed. It's been overplayed, and it's been overstated. And, um, yeah, it has. It's been over. It's been overplayed and overstated. And, um, and, you know, that's my opinion— That's why I do this show. It's my, it's not, it's not uh, everyone's opinion. And I, and I respect that and I value that. You know, when people tell me things, well, that's my opinion. Okay. Like politics. I'm, I am so tired of politics already. It's like enough, enough, enough. Okay. But yeah, the rock and roll hall of fame or is the rock and roll hall of shame. There's, you know, people complain that Iron Maiden didn't get in. I saw Iron Maiden in 2019, and they said on stage, we don't want to get in. It's like the greatest hits come. They don't. People want it for them. You know, I think sometimes we want this. Oh, not so much me. I could give a flying fuck. I think we want these things for these artists more than they actually want it themselves. I remember when Rush was inducted and uh, the late... Um, uh, Neil Pert said, you know, before we didn't think this was a big deal, but then our fans, you know, then we realized this really is a big deal. I can't really conjure him cause he's, he's Canadian or he was Canadian. He was brilliant. He was, here he was the drummer and he was their lyricist. Okay, <laughs> you know, uh, n- not a lot of bands. The drummer is the lyricist. Okay, not a lot of bands. Just saying. Um, so yeah, it's a it's an interest. I mean, most of the artists that I love and aren't in there. Motorhead's not in there. Soundgarden, Audio Slave. I'll bet you Audio Slave is next because Tom Morello is in Rage Against the Machine and uh Tim Connerford and and Brad Wilk are in Audio Slave and Rage Against the Machine with with uh the late Chris Cornell. Yeah. So, I that's why I love music. Music is so freeing and it's so visceral and it's there and and if I've overused or overstated the word visceral, kick me. Yeah. Um I am finishing some cardio. Uh because I live in the country and so You know and I I felt Kind of constricted Maybe it's self constriction <laughs> At the gym because it's like okay I just do these two these three machines And then I leave Because I'm not trying to get in the weight room With those fuckers no So then a part of me is like yeah You have this summer hire a trainer So that's Probably what's going to happen I never wanted to do that I don't like to ask for help so I was like, shit, I got to do it um, For my own self-preservation uh, um, Yeah So <laughs> it's, been, it's been wild doing this show Daily And to do it on a Saturday It's like, okay, that makes sense That makes sense Or even maybe a Friday Or when I have a show to go to I mean, tomorrow I'm going to a party A uh, Star Wars party Because, you know, it's May the 4th <laughs> um, I played a little bit of the Mandalorian for them in class. Oh, we didn't watch this season yet. I was like, okay. So then they just said, hey, can you put on like South Park? Oh, fine. I said, as long as you do the work. So half of them are doing the work watching South Park. And all they can do is hear it on my little phone. Uh, well, it's not so little. <laughs> and I thought, shit, I should have brought the Bluetooth speaker. Because, you know, these the new iPhones, you can't plug in the, the headset or the microphone like shit yeah i tried to watch rick and morty with them they kept complaining this is just funny and i'm sitting there this shit too is f-. i maybe I, I may have said that no i didn't <laughs> this, <laughs> it was a it was an interesting day um it was an adrenaline day and so that's why i'm finishing it out with some cardio i'm gonna lift though i need to lift I'm going to finish out with some cardio and then I'm well, I'm recording right now. Last night's show, well, maybe we could say it was a little too personal because I'm talking about Tool. I'm talking about all the other things in between Tool. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also aware that <laughs> I'm still congested for some strange reason. Maybe it's the allergies because the level of my voice is kind of like, off a little bit, um, because it's a lot thicker than it actually is right now. Usually isn't like that. I have to like if, when I'm recording this show, you can tell when I'm speaking from the diaphragm. Um, but it's like, uh-oh. No, I don't think I have anything. But, um, you know, I only had COVID once. I had it once, and I had the variant last year. And I have a medical condition, so it's kind of like. <laughs> yeah this is this is i'll I'll give you a little bit of what i deal with you know how i love the show true blood you could kind of say i treat that like a vampire myself because i have to check my blood every day so that kind of gives you an estimate what i have i have to check my blood maybe twice a day and i'm healthy i'm good Uh, a lot of that was the doctor screaming at me and and I went to go see a. Di- this is three years ago. I went and saw a dietitian, and then I went to the gym, and then right in the right before COVID was gonna start, like like the door had just opened, and um, and I took the medication. Now I'm only on one form of medication for my for to prevent strokes and heart attacks. So yeah, it's fine, and I'm not on the other medication. So. And I really had to cut things out, and that's why I can't drink anymore. A lot of people would probably wonder, "Why can't you drink?" And I have to tell them, and they're like, "Oh, really you're not on un- i mean <laughs> this is kind of giving the farm away. I don't want to give the fucking farm away. I'm not going to say anyway, but yeah i have a I have a medical condition I'll probably have for the rest of my life, and i you know i'm very I'm very careful about it and um because I remember thinking when they told me, and I thought, I don't want to die. So, yep. Yep, yep. And then I had to go get a retinal scan. (laughs) And then now I'm very truthful with them. And uh, I said, yeah, I'm aware I can't drink anymore. Can I do edibles? Yes, just don't overeat. Okay, with sugar. Oh, great. (laughs) Okay, no no white potatoes either. All right, all right. You know, when you cut out white potatoes... (laughs) You do really drop a lot. You really do. During the pandemic I did and I was a lot more fit than I'd been in a long time. Mainly because I cut out the white potato. I'm not even a soda drinker. I'm I never have been. Or a beer person. I just the the one beer <clears throat> that I really did enjoy was Guinness. I love that black stout. Because I, I remember I was hanging out with some friends in college. And all, we said, hey, let's all pick the weirdest beer. I was like, okay. And my friend picked a German beer. And his other friend picked, like, maybe an ale. And I picked Guinness. And I had never tried Guinness before. And I absolutely loved it. And I remember I was spending time one time with my cousin in Los Angeles. And we went out and we were eating clam chowder. And I was having clam chowder in a Guinness. It was the weirdest sight. Even the lady was like, you're drinking a Guinness... And eating clam chowder. I said yeah. Yeah. And I, I but see I never was much of a drinker. It just wasn't probably because it tasted like poison to me. Again, it's not so much. We're talking like what is this, the the one thing I used to love, especially when it was like like a like a tip of it, was Jack Daniels. Oh. Just you know, especially for the throat. Um when I graduated college I remember they bought me Jaeger bombs Ugh. that was this was when I was in college <sighs> decades ago yeah but yeah it's been it's been interesting recording this and talking to all of you and you probably know a lot more about me than you actually should <laughs> um my fears my frustrations but I don't I, and, I don't, and I don't really complain because, as I've said, I know there are people out there who have it a lot harder than I do and a whole fuckload of work. And I'm here just teaching and dealing with rowdy students and we'll listen to them tell each other to fuck off. Uh, or as I'd like to tell them, fuck around and find out I may or may not have. But anyway, <laughs> we'll we'll keep that with the farm. Um, and I am walking on a farm right now, so I'm recording. Let me check my. It's weird to multitask like this. And then I ha- hey, kitty, come on And then the cat's out here. Come on, come on. You don't want to be out here, huh? <laughs> come on. See, she's made it onto the show while I'm while I'm talking to her. And um, yeah, it's but it's been fun doing this. And so my other outlet is to go to the gym or work out. I have my kettlebells. Um, I have a lot of equipment that I haven't used in a long, long time. I used to be very dedicated. Maybe that's where, you know, Rage Against the Machine, our inductees. So famously said, your anger is a gift. And that's where I applied it, is working out. Because it was such a gift. You know, (laughs) if I was broke, which I was a few times... Ha, ah, wait, if I was upset, wait If I was depressed, wait Um, I remember when I saw my friend from college not too long ago And she said, you don't have depression as much as you used to? I said, no, no I said, I'll tell you something I said, as you get, oh god, this dreaded word I said, as you get older and you enter your 40s She's probably, when was she born, 81 So she's 41, maybe I don't know. I don't want to give her age out. Anyway, um, well, okay, she's, she's in my age bracket. Um, I said, when you hit 40, you kind of like, that's it, you know? It's a, it's a different kind of uh, way of seeing things. And I have no time to be sad like that. Because it's like, okay, all these other things are going on. Um, you're having to maintain your mental sense of self your mentality, your body, um, your vitality. And then she was saying like, you know, we were talking about how like, you know, comparing ourselves to other people. I said, you can't do that. You can't do that because everything has its time and you're on a different trajectory than everyone else. And I had to learn that, you know, you know, to be happy for people, not be jealous and, um, yeah, jealousy... <laughs> jealousy is really a part of being a Sagittarius. Oh, God, that other shit kind of word right there. But then there's the positivity of Sagittarius, you know? Be like water. Like what Bruce Lee says. Um, so, yeah, it's been... It's been fun doing this. See, I love to do a show where it's not totally focused. Where I don't have something to talk about, like a piece of music. Or a film... I am going to eventually do a show with Jason Almey on The Northman, and and how I I would trade places with Robert Eggers, the director, because I love his style. Uh, (laughs) He is a director's director and I was going to study film because I had studied acting um, when I was in college and that was kind of weird. That's why I wanted to just do directing or cinematography was because... I couldn't get it to where I couldn't lose myself into a role. Like I wouldn't say the text and then I would be like, I'd have to either put myself out of the equation and just pretend. And then, you know, mime and all that. So yeah, I know, I know like blocking, I know what blocking means. And, um, you know, you do your, your different, um, like there's the different ways, you know, of, uh, delivering the text and then memorizing it and so that's why i was like "Oh, i'll just be a director or cinematographer because i like the the meat and potatoes of making a film rather than acting if if i had to act it's like oh geez then you know okay put a cigarette in my mouth i don't know i don't smoke um or give me one of those beards (laughs) because i can't really grow a beard i like peach fuzz um, so yeah, this has been, this has been fun and it's been crazy doing this show. I mean, the nights that I, I, remember there were times I would do this show when I was sick as a dog and, and out of my mind, like, you know, you're in, your are on medication here, are like when I, I had the tooth pulled, I think I did the show beforehand. Uh, and then I remember that night I took. The pain medication too close to each other, and I was hallucinating (laughs) throughout the night. And I had to teach the next morning. I'm like, "Shit, why did I do this?" (sighs) But as a podcaster, it's fun to just do things. And let me check my. Let me check. Ah, there we go. Okay, we got we we have liftoff. (sighs) Um. So yeah, it's been. Ah, two. Hang this up somewhat. Uh, Partially. I'm not going to hang it up totally. There probably will be a point when I will have to. It's like, okay. Life has ensued. Time to stop podcasting. And then maybe it will turn into something else. Now I'm sitting down. So, yeah. It's been fun. Two more days. And then, bloop. So, as always, unpleasant dreams.